Bills make me wanna shout. Kick your heels. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills backers of Chicago, Illinois, a gut wrencher. The first game of Allen v. Darnold goes in favor of Darnold. We made that scrub look good. I'm Lars. Joining me today, the president of the Bills backers of Chicago, Sujit, is here. And we all come back to reality. And the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is also here. Hello. We're going to hear from some far-flung correspondents. And we got an extra special guest today Ooh. from B-Bills MMY, B- Buffalo Bills, maybe next year. Uh, going to join us a little later on for a uh, guest this day in Bills headlines. What a stupid game that we should never in a million years have lost. It was really annoying. We're going to talk all about it. Find us online. Just search for Bills and Beers. Find us on Facebook, Twitter. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And tell everybody in Bills Nation how you found us. Gang, let's not waste any more time. we got a lot of belly aching to do, so let's get right into it. Stand up now, come on and shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. Say you will. Shout it right now, baby. Final score in this one, 27-23. The Bills needed a last-minute go-ahead touchdown. Got an interception instead, but it wasn't all ugly. Uh, In fact, there were some things in today's game to be excited about, uh, to feel hopeful about. So we'll start there, and we'll start with you, Suge. You're the Bat Blue MVP of today's game. Isaiah McKenzie. He's the only one making plays. Uh, Honest to God, I mean, he's the outlet that Josh Allen needs when, you know, he's scrambling or whatever. Um, He's, yeah, he's the only one that's out there that I I saw. That's literally, I don't know who else you guys are going to pick because I can't think of anyone else on this team that's worth talking about today. Fine, I'll see your Isaiah McKenzie, and I'll raise you a Robert Foster because he was just as good and had over 100 yards receiving today. Yeah, but wasn't he the one that was blocking downfield twice? (laughs) He was also an undrafted free agent. Uh, But... I'm, I'm, you know what? F it. I'm giving mine to Josh Allen, baby. Another week, 300 more yards of all-purpose yards. He's now, for all intents and purposes, back-to-back-to-back weeks of 100 yards rushing or more. And I know we, you know, we didn't draft him to rush the ball, but uh, it's, it's part of his arsenal. He does it quite well. Uh, and, you know, bad finish. He put us in a position earlier in the quarter to do much better. Bounce the ball right off his Zay Jones' chest. We'll get to that later, I'm sure. Uh, but again, another game where his teammates just not really holding up their end of the bargain. He seems to be doing everything in his power to uh, keep the keep the game in, or keep the team in games. Um, I'm going to have the Yazaka, please. Um, but you know, you got to feel good about what we're getting from our rookie quarterback here. Uh, Cass, we're going to get to Jenny Creamells in a second. I know who you're going to give it to after that little episode. Uh, but coming to you first, Labat Blue, MVP of today's contest. Um, I would say this is probably the only guy that played well on this group of players. Matt Dar. I don't know. He punted once, put it within the 20. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I was going to go Isaiah McKenzie, but Sujit took that away from me. I did. Um, I like him. He's, he's a good player. I like him because he's all-purpose, man. He can catch. He can run. He's, he's great. I, I'm very excited about He's good on a, you know, ret- well, he did okay on special teams today. God, special teams yeah. Special teams sucked real yeah, bad that's today. That's I, 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 as much as I agree with you, Dar are fine, but I can't give anyone on special teams anything today. So uh, Steve Money Hauschka 
Left six points on the field today in a game that was decided by four, lest we forget. Uh, twice we put them in field goal range off kickoff returns. Now, granted, we got the uh, kick return right inside the 20-yard the line there to start the second half, and we, we only got three points out of it. But that lone play aside, special teams has been abysmal this entire season. Not sure why Danny Crossman sells the job. This is his sixth season with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but I'm not even giving my uh, Jenny Cremel to that. I'm gonna, well, I'll come, we'll come back to me because i got to think through how, how we want to determine this one. So, Suge, in the meantime, we'll come to you. Your Jenny Cremel bummer of today's contest. I'm going to come back to Josh Allen because I think that we he deserves a bit of a of a, a Jenny Cream Out, ale. get out of here. But, get out of here. But not get to out say of here. that's nothing. Listen, Are you out of he's your allowed mind? to have bad games. He didn't have a bad he game. He turned the ball over three fucking times. He that's didn't a have bad a bad game. game. He did not have he a bad game. He turned the ball over three times. That's how you lose a game. He did not have a bad game. That's how a rookie loses a fucking game. He did not have a bad, bad, bad game. Look at his completion percentage. He threw for 200 yards and turned the ball over three times. He was bad. Bouncing the ball off his receiver's chest. Game. He did not he had have a, a bad, bad game. game. No, he did but not. Too. That's not who I'm you giving my Jenny Cremel wrong. 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 I'm giving wrong. it to the defensive wrong. line that could not get any fucking pressure That's on valid. Sam Darnold. That's fine. That's that good. is completely unacceptable. I don't know what our defensive game. I mean, we don't. We weren't blitzing the way we normally do. We had no pressure. And meanwhile, Josh Allen, it, to one thing for his defense, is that he was getting pressured the entire uh -huh. fucking time. But that doesn't mean that you can throw the ball. You can't throw the ball back into the field of play when you're getting pushed out of bounds. That's just stupid fucking rookie play. He is a stupid fucking rookie, Didn't and he's allowed game. to have that. He had a horrible fucking game. He had a couple bad plays. He did not have a bad game, dude. You're, you're wrong about that. Three possessions that we did not score points because he turned the ball over. You are wrong that he had a bad game. Three times. Would you like the ball three extra times? I sure would. Yeah, we, we, we got the those, ball. Those actually, three turnovers ball. actually netted three points for the Jets. Yeah, but, but it doesn't talk about what we didn't so get on those He did not have possessions. a bad game. He had a bad game. He had game. a couple bad, he but he had not a bad have a, game. No, he did not. He, his, the offensive line did not protect him. He was being rushed and hurried on, like, every single drop back. We have no run game. There's no question that He's nobody helped him. bouncing the ball off. Nobody he helped him. He did not him. have a bad I game. I agree. It, but when you turn the ball over three times, you are by definition having a bad game. If a running back fumbled the ball three times, would you say he had a bad game? Yes, because those are points that we did not get Run, to score Running on. backs don't have the ball in their hand every play of the game. It's a little different ratio. And you know what? The, the one thing I will say is we – Josh Allen needs to be instructed that he doesn't need to put the team on his back and Agreed. try to carry him. Yeah, because, I agree. Because I feel like sometimes he tries to make yes. the, the star play or just, you know, hero throw play. it up there, the hero play, right? We don't need him be the hero play. When he was just throwing it, like, out, you know, they, the wide receivers were on the, the sideline and there were little out routes or whatnot, like 15, 20 or 10, 15 yards down the field, that was great. He kept on hitting Foster and McKenzie out there, right? That's all he was needing to do. That was great. But when he tried to, like, throw the hero ball, we, he, we just need to tell him that we don't need him to do that. Throwing the ball away is okay. I, I, and, I won't and, argue with that. And, and, but it's a rookie. That's a rookie, right? The, the, so for a rookie, I don't consider that a bad game. If he was our five-year veteran, yeah, I would say that's a bad game for a five-year veteran, but not for a rookie. Let me clarify one thing. I think that he's had a perfectly acceptable game for a rookie QB that's finding his way. I'm saying that that 
a, a rookie QB is allowed to have an occasional bad game. He's it wasn't learning. a bad game. It was a fucking bad game. Okay, well, whatever. We're not just going to keep screaming that back and forth. That's just stupid. <laughs> he had but, 300. But, he has had back-to-back-to-back weeks of 100 yards rushing. He and threw what the ball did that for do for us? We, we lost last week's game despite all the offense. Why? Because we turned the fucking ball Because over. Charles Clay dropped the ball in the end zone. That's why we lost Yeah, yeah, and we turned the ball over as a team. We turned the ball over way too much against Miami. We turned the ball over way too much against the fucking Jets. We gifted them every single one of their fucking points. No, no. we gave them three points. In the, first, in the first half, not 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 just due to turnovers, not just due to turnovers, yeah. also due to fucking special teams sucking yes. and all that other stuff. But I'm sorry, you can't turn the ball over three times and then say you had a good game. No. Nobody's saying I, you had a good I, I game. I wouldn't say it was a good game. I just didn't say it was a bad it game. It wasn't a bad game either. It was a game. He played. The, 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 where the, he, he played where the fault lies, where the fault lies is on our defense. I'm sorry. I, I'm not. I don't disagree with you this week. Like, the, Trey, Trey White, I know we don't see you a lot out there, but when you get burned for the one time that we need you to make a play, I throw the blame on you. Kyle Williams, I know you were. You had Darnold flushed out of the pocket. Contain pressure. Don't leap and try to, like, get the tackle. Contain pressure. Keep Darnold going to the outside. Don't let him turn back around and then come around and then make the first down play. Touchdown. No, 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 no. That was the third and long. No, it was a touchdown. That was a touchdown. What? Okay, fine, whatever. Touchdown, but Kyle Williams needs to... I, I, needs to contain him outside. Like, I, and, and I'm 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 100 percent agreement. And defensive with, play calling. Well, I'm uh, yes. Yep. Is that yep. your Jenny Creamel? Yep. Yes, that's my official Jenny Creamel. Defensive official. play calling. Lock it in. Official. Put a gold stamp on that. Yes. No. Can we blitz Darnold? They were obviously blitzing Allen. They knew what they needed to do to rattle Allen. We did not rattle Darnold at all. Like once or twice. Yep. He had so much time in the pocket. He yep. could just sit back there. We can't. If you've got a rookie quarterback out there, you have to put pressure on him. You have to make him beat you with a perfectly thrown ball, which I guess is what he did twice. On, uh, twice. But he's, he's a rookie quarterback. Continue to make that pressure. I am so pissed about how good Darnold looked. Darnold didn't look good. Our defense just looked bad. I agree. And, yep. Yep. and uh, I will say that I, I'm perfectly aligned with Suge that that a lot of this game falls to the defensive line, and in particular, Trent Murphy. I feel like that's one player yeah, he's the weak link. He's who the weak has link. F- flown way below the radar here. This guy was one of our a big, relatively speaking, free agent acquisitions, and this bro is somewhere between Ryan Denny and Chris Kelsey and <laughs> what he brings me. to the defensive end position. He's not as good as Chris Kelsey. He is slow. Not he is as good ineffective. as Chris. I mean, like he is. I don't know what that dude's out doing out there, but it looks like he's running through mashed potatoes. And if you are relying on your four-man front to get pressure, and part of that four-man front is Trent Murphy, well, you might as well just roll over and die. I, I don't understand. We blitzed Ryan Tannehill, who we is a veteran quarterback. We the shit out of Ryan Tannehill, and yet we have a rookie, and we're not blitzing him. And once he starts having success. Wouldn't you start trying? And, and then, and then when we did, when we did blitz him, he had he had to throw the ball out of bounds. He got rattled, and yet we didn't keep doing. I I do I, not I understand 100%, 100% the defensive play calling. And I do think that hey, we should be able to create pressure with four people. Fine, but we have good corners. We had good safeties. They can lock people down for a short period of time. So go ahead and blitz somebody. You know, go ahead and blitz somebody. They can. Uh, 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 we we have a. Here's that can all hold you need to in. know about this game. 
all you needed to know. 23 points should have won this game running away. Without a doubt. At home against the team who was playing their arguably better quarterback last time, and they couldn't even get 100 yards of offense through three and a half quarters. 23 points should have been more than enough to win. Every point in the first half was on the Buffalo Bills. Every point. The ones that they got and the ones that they gave away. Fucking, can we take a minute and talk about Danny Crossman and talk about how fucking bad our special teams is? Why is it the only time we made a play on special teams was because the Jets did something boneheaded, right? And it was just a matter of pure luck. It wasn't due to any anything that we did that was, you know, insightful or interesting other than maybe I guess we kicked the ball funny uh, because Hauschka was probably injured. And he funny weird or funny honey ha-ha. and a ha-ha. Yeah, but... I don't understand. We gifted them the ball on our side of the field repeatedly in the first half. Every point that they scored in the first half was due to us giving them the fucking points. You know, whatever. At the end of the day, it's not. It's about draft picks. It's about blah, blah, blah. And we definitely saw development still with Allen. We saw stupid uh-huh. mistakes. We saw development. Uh-huh. We, and it's okay. And that's all right. He still had a fucking bad game. But, uh, <laughs> but... But, he, you know, he's learning. This is the type of fucking game he needs to go through. He needs to see, oh, you know, maybe when I'm getting pushed out of bounds, I don't throw the fucking ball into the middle of the center field. But the point is there's no excuse for fucking special teams. This no. is a veteran special teams this coach. Is not, this it's is not like he's learning special teams for the first fucking time. Why can't we fucking execute <laughs> a single fucking play? And it's not like this is the first week where we've been saying, what is Danny Crossman doing with the job still? I apologize for the number of F-bombs that Suji yeah. just had to drop that. That's an apology no. directly to you, Mrs. Day. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, no, one thing. Okay, coverage on special teams, terrible. But also when we're running the yeah. ball out. There's no lanes. There's no blocking. No. Our, like, person taking the ball the out just runs into. The only time we block is into, when we block in the back. Yeah, but our person just runs into player. Like, there's – I don't even see Buffalo Bills, like, trying to delay anyone. It is god-awful. It's on both sides of the ball on special teams. It's terrible. Agreed. All right, well, uh, like I said, we got I lots. didn't mean to swear so much. I'm sorry. Uh, that's for you, Mrs. Day. Uh, we I got hate a, Danny Crossman. We got a lot of folks to get on the line, um, and there's going to be a lot. There's going to be so much chatter about this game throughout the week. I think it's going to have Bills Nation pretty thoroughly fired up, as you can hear in our voices now. But let's not waste any time. I want to hear what Jam and Jeff Day has to say, so let's get that guy in the line. You. Well, that sound means it's time for Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Calientes. Arriba. I want some taquitos. As we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And here at the hot, the uh, Tacos Mas Calientes in La Planeta is Jam and Jeff Day down in Austin, Texas. Jeff, how are you doing this Sunday afternoon? Hey, friends. Happy Sunday. Uh, happy, happy Bill's defeat. Um, it was part of this holiday season. That game really took, you, took a 180, took a U-turn. Um, was was I, I'm not sure I've, I've ever felt more confident in a Bills game when we were up 14-3 about what the inevitable outcome was going to be, and uh, and then I was taken on a ride that I was not expecting and one that one that took me by surprise. Totally with you. At no point until Josh Allen threw the interception at the end of the game did I think we were going to lose. It, it, 100% correct. That was it was a, it was a strange game, um, and one that felt like after the first quarter. 
uh, we were going to take care of handedly um, and without much difficulty. Um, to, believe it or not, it was funny. The, 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 most, um, the moment in the game where I got the most nervous actually was when Darnold went out and, and I said, oh, maybe McCown will be their better option for this yep. game. Uh, silly me, I guess. Um, but, uh, no, a disappointing game. The last, the last three minutes of the game really could not have gone worse. Um, particularly with the outcome of the game, as well as what looked to be a fairly significant injury to Matt Milano. Yeah. Um, I don't know if any inf new information has come out about that since the end of the game, but it did not look good on the on the replays. No, yeah. we haven't even actually touched on that yet. That was, um, I, I feel like it, that was just kind of the salt water in the wound, and well, we really haven't gotten over the wounds yet. And the overall number of injuries. Like, I feel like there were snipers all over that field, or something was going on. People were going down left and right. Yeah, on both teams. Oh. On both teams. I don't know if there's like a weird level of cold that just, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. It's almost like this was really the first game all season for the for the Bills but where like the, the, there was any measure of actually being like a cold game. Yeah, and um, we, we've actually been astonishingly healthy this year. We have been, yes. And, and the so funny I mean, thing is know, that – yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Sue. Well, no, 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 I was just saying that this is actually – like in the beginning of the broadcast, um, uh, Sal was talking about how it was actually a really nice day. Like it was, you know, around 30 degrees and sunny, and it was it was a, a pleasant December day. Like it was it was beautiful. And then I don't know, but it, it seemed like as the day went on, maybe it just took a turn for the cold and the dark, and maybe that's just was reflective of how bad the Bills started to play. Everything took a turn, and I'll tell you what wasn't pleasant, which was the, uh, the having to endure the commentating duo of. <laughs> Uh, Archuleta and Despacito um, that I can't stand. I think the last time, if I remember correctly, that I complained about uh, uh, the commentating duo was about, I don't know, seven weeks ago at this point um, when I was actually in, uh, in a different state. And, uh, and it was the same thing with these guys. They're, they're, they're a weak duo. But let us not... Let, let us not take back from, from some of the hot takes of today's game. And where else can I start besides what we have been saying all season long? And it finally came back a little bit today to bite us in the rear, which is the Buffalo Bills special teams unit led by none other than the infamous, the I have pictures of Kim Pagula on my iPhone, the there is no explanation for this anymore, Danny Crossman. Yep. Well, it, we... It... We've we've already rounded those base, bases and are heading for home on that point, buddy. You, your mom, your mom's gonna be very upset with the amount of <laughs> f bombs I dropped going off on Danny Craftsman. Right? Yeah, so I mean, I guess I guess I'll serve to just put the exclamation, you know, exclamation point on it then, um, because it's nothing that none of us already don't know. And you know, I mean, I, today it was you know we took six points off the board um, yep. with two field goals, and we gifted. Um, I forget what the uh, what, is it at least it's ten six. Or, six or six. was it was it, it might, ten? It might have been. Might have, might have ten. been ten. Yeah, it might have been ten. I think with you know the uh, the two back to back uh, kickoffs that you know they they returned. You're for, right. You it know, it was ten because the the Allen fumble was only three points. Right. So um, you know, so it is what it is. It, it, it you know it helps to cost us the game today. Um, and uh, you know, I don't. I don't. I think. I think Danny Crossman will be among the the casualties at season's end. Absolutely. Um, you know, it always seems easier to release players, i.e. Kelvin Benjamin, Andre Holmes, you know, during the middle of a season. And coaches, unless there's the, uh, you know, typically unless it's a coordinator or a head coach, 
offensive or defensive coordinator. I, you know, it's fairly rare to see a special teams coordinator fired in the middle of the season. I would love for us to have make an exception to that rule. Um, but I, I can't I can't imagine Crossman returning for his what feels like his 19th season in Buffalo. Uh, I, I, well, I, here's the thing, right? So the reason you don't fire a coordinator or a, a you know a specialty coach along the way is because you don't want the 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 thing to be in disarray. Right, like you don't want all the. How could it be much worse? Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point. I don't understand how it could get worse. Right, like I don't understand how uh, special teams or uh, uh, an assistant or whatever could do worse than having this team less prepared. I mean, we've dealt with blocked punts, with long returns, now with blocked kicks today, with with a lack of communication. That maybe we thought it was a fake field goal. I mean, lest we forget, we're out a yeah our starting punter because of some like inexplicably. Bad community, like yeah, exactly what you're talking about. I thought I thought we were running a fake when I tried to throw the ball and I got tackled by nine guys. Like this has been going on all it's year. It's ridiculous, and it's not it's it's not just the schematics that that Cassie touched on with. Every time we're back to field a punt or a kickoff, it's just all all uh, def- you know defending jerseys zeroing in on our guy and no blockers anywhere in sight. It's also miscommunications, bad technique, penalties. I mean, it's everything. And then finally today, it, it, the snake finally bit Stephen Hauschka today in the form of two missed field goals and a blocked field goal or whatever. He missed an extra point last week. So I mean, I feel like the wheels have come off special teams pretty hard in these last couple weeks. You know, remember we talked about the fact that Jeff used to lose his mind when people took the ball out of the end zone because you never, ever made it past the 25, and it was just except against our freaking team. Yeah. Against our team. For some reason, we are the only ones that cannot get a kickoff returner to go down before the 25-yard line. It's just it's inexplicable. Well, the real pisser was that guy was on our practice squad last week, but that's that's another story. Jeff, what else you got for us for Tacos Calientes today? Yeah, look, aside from the special teams, this game also serves for the long-awaited matchup between two of the rookie QBs, yeah. um, uh. Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. And look, I recognize we lost the game. I recognize Sam Darnold made some made some um, some decent throws in his second half. I could but make those throws assured, without any pressure. Rest, rest assured, I would much rather have our boy Josh the the Gazelle uh, Allen. And I thought that overall, Josh actually had a pretty decent game today. Again, I I, I understand the turnovers he made. A, he made a one inexcusable throw, and then you know a desperation play at the end. Um, but the thing that I continue to like is the gutsiness, the willingness to throw the ball downfield. You know, he had a ball bounce off of Ch- uh, Zay Jones' chest. He had yep. a ball bounce off of um, Charles Clay' chest. Both yep. first down balls. Yep. I mean. And, you know, he continued to make uh, this sort of these, you know, uh, 15 to 20 yard passes on a rope um, that are, you know, just that are that, that are difficult to, um, to to coach. They're difficult to train if you don't have it. And the conversions of third and long are, are impressive, right? There's no way fucking Tyrod Taylor was doing that one. So it was like third and more than 10. We we're like, all right, well, let's pack it in because it's never going to happen. Now we're sitting there with third and 13 and we're like, hey, he could do this. He could easily do this. And he did it repeatedly. And Cassie made a good point today. He was under duress all yes. game. I mean, our offensive line with now, you know, Sean O'Gillicuddy, McDermott, McDermott O'Hannessy, or whatever his name is, um, and and you know, Vlad Dukas is out. So now we've got uh, what's I, yeah. Wyatt Teller. 
who Wyatt was great. I mean, these guys have been bad. And we've got Ryan Groy, backup center, who had like one great game. So everybody in Bills Nation thinks he's a good center. He's not. Okay, oh, he's like, terrible. He's had got, Jordan Mills was our was our, our our big hope. And and I hate to say it, but Deion Dawkins not having a great year either. No, every single play they were pushed back three to four yards. So right into Allen every I, single time. And and I've thought about this a lot. I don't. I actually don't think that. Like overhauling the offensive line in the free in the free agency and draft next year is going to be all that difficult, but man, oh man, it can't come fast enough. Jeff, any more it tacos, Calientes? No, I mean I, I couldn't agree more with Cassie's point there. It's um, and I think it's particularly for a quarterback like Josh, who clearly likes to sit in the pocket for that extra half yes. second to find his man down the field. An improved offensive line is going to pay enormous dividends. Especially, for the Jeff, of his team. because his inclination to do that is why he runs so easily. Yep. Sal Capaccio talked about it all week. Defenders have to chase our receivers 30 yards downfield, and he's got 25 yards of daylight in front of him. And he's fast enough and he's smart enough he can hit that open space and that's his bread and butter. And I 100% agree. Like, that is his game. He needs an extra beat and a half to let those plays develop, a la Ben Roethlisberger, and start throwing darts out there. And as soon as we have an offensive line that enables him to do that, watch out, NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I, powerful. I, I, needed, I needed to let that moment rest because what else could I say? I mean, not even the segment. Jeff, what were you drinking on there in Texas today? Well, you know what season it is. It's the holiday season. Yes. And you know what state I live in, which is the great state of Texas. And, Deep in the heart at, of Texas. And so our friends at Shiner always release a seasonal beer. Uh, it's filled with delicious aromas and, and apricots and all sorts of other stuff that Peach, I don't know yeah. exactly how to describe. And it's called Shiner Cheer. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. It's a oh, yeah. holiday beer. Big favorite of the pod. Getting Lars all hot and bothered. I love that. It's actually a peach pecan beer, but yes. Pecan, yes, of course. There's no apricot? I could have sworn there was I, apricot. I, I'm, I'm, I would bet $10 that it's peach, not apricot. Brandon Meister, please look this Brandon up. And wrong. Get, yeah, did you get? You're the only person with, that's definitely listening. Did you hook up with Brandon Meister today, Jeff? Uh, you know, what? Uh, no. Unfortunately, I had to. Uh, I'm actually heading to the airport here in a second, and so I had to stay home to uh, pack my bag. Where and do are some you laundry. going now? Where are you going? I, <laughs> I'm heading out to California for uh, for for a work gig, and uh, heading out to Oakland. You don't have a job. You ain't got no job, man. I feel like I'm on Martin, and you're like Tommy. Right. <laughs> if anyone watches Nobody Martin gets besides that me, <laughs> no. You ain't got no job. Wait, I got sorry, side I'm sorry the only people. Side side okay, good, good for you. Well, hey, until next week, uh, you know, keep your eyes on the road, Jeff, and go Bills. All right, guys, go Bills. All right, well, we got an extra special guest here today. I've been uh, singing the praises of B-Bills, MNY, as long as I can. Buffalo Bills, maybe next year. Great podcast from our, our brethren out of Washington, D.C. And joining us today for an extra special edition of This Day in Bills Headlines is Paul from D.C. Paul, how are you living today, buddy? Uh, I, I'm living fine. I'm just ignoring that that game happened, and that's really improving my mood. Hey, Paul, before we get started, how can people find your podcast? 
they can go to a billion different places. You can go just search for Bustle Bills podcast, but then you guys will come up first because you are the veterans of the podcast. But yeah. we're also at uh, Facebook.com slash BBillsMNY, Twitter.com slash BBillsMNY. You can find us on Anchor if you go to the Anchor podcast. You can find us on iTunes, but BBillsMNY, we are there. And we are six and a half years old, so we're practically a child compared to you guys, but we are among the more veteran podcasts that are out there. And just to be clear. And you look good, too. Flattery will will score you points here, so bravo. Nicely done so far. Uh, Thank you. I, I thoroughly enjoy your guys' podcast. I think you guys are great. Can you give us a quick rundown of the origin story, how you guys came to be? Sure. It all starts uh, as my marriage did with meeting people at a bar. So that's really where every great origin story begins. Uh, I was lo- I moved to D.C. in 05. I went to a, I looked up Bill's bars online. I found one that is no longer in existence, but it was called 51st State over here in the Foggy Bottom area. In the 30 side, hey, let's uh, you know, let's uh, let's let's be friends after this, because we we would see each other at the games, we talk, we didn't know each other's names for like half a season, and then eventually realized uh, we were all pretty cool people and decided we would hang out. And then in 2012, before you know, marriages and families got involved, we're like, hey, let's do a podcast, because uh, we are you know guys without you know any responsibilities they can do this sort of thing and then we've stuck it out even though we now have responsibilities so it's worked out pretty well for us that's amazing paul now i will say that i was a foggy bottom alum i'm a gw alum and so for the entire time i was there i didn't know that there was a bills bar down the street but then i figured out that there is one on k street um, but that I think it's closed or it burnt but down. You, this you is were, an old, you were, you old, were, old built. The old Bills Backers Bar used to be on K Street, McClellan's or something like that. Yeah, but McFadden's. this McFadden's, good old McFadden's. McFadden's, yes. yeah. It, was, that, it did not. It did not. I think it might have burned down after it closed. But there was actually, <laughs> and this is a nice upbeat story. After it but I think there was a shooting there that was originally oh, lovely closed. So it's right next to a really good strip club, though. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I ever went, but. Yeah. Suge also right. went to GW in the 40s, so don't, you know, you, might yeah, not, you guys might a not have long time ago. experienced the same We DC. barely had telephones. Well, Paul. Well, you look great for your age, Suge. I will say that. It's crazy. Paul, thank you so much for being with us today. We're going to play an extra special game of this day in Bill's headlines. So for those who are uninitiated thus far, uh, uh, Paul is going to read to us a Bill's headline. He's going to give us the year, and we have to guess the player who is omitted from the headline. Suge, you should be great at this since you don't even know the players. so the bad at this game. <laughs> So, uh, Paul, I have long said that this is by far the best segment uh, in all of Bill's podcast kingdom. So don't let us down, and the floor is yours. All right. Thank you again. Uh, you, you know, you've already restated the rules, so I will just note that the only other thing is if it is a difficult headline, I may provide hints from the article. This first one, however, really easy. This is your warm-up one. We're going to go way back to 2017. I'm so whatever you remember wrong. from that year. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Blank cleared after suffering hit from Rob Gronkowski. This person was about to have a concussion, and they put him in concussion protocol after a hit from Gronkowski, but he emerged clean Trey from White. this hit. Trey White. Trey White All is right. correct. Cass. Cass is on the board. He, he may Good have job, been Cass. one of my uh, bummers of the day today. <laughs> that sucks. That was the only one I was going to get. Yeah. That was the only one I was going to get. <laughs> All right, we're going to go back to 2016 now. This one will be a little tougher, but still doable. All right, Buffalo Bills blank among offensive linemen with most sacks allowed. 
2016? Yep. If hints are needed, I will note the article says he has been Buffalo's best option at right tackle this Jordan season. Jordan Mills. I was going to say it's Jordan Mills. I was going to say it's Jordan Mills. Yep, you would be correct. Wow, you guys. All right. I hope Frank and Scott are listening because this is how correct answers are arrived at. They really need to, to step on that. All right. We're going to go back to 2014 now. Okay. This is, uh, this is, we've got two names here. Because you guys have done so well, I'm going to have to make you get them both. It was going to be one or the other, but you started off well. So wide receiver yeah, So did the Bills today, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's true. We'll see how the last three quarters of this segment goes. All right. 2014, wide receiver blank added to waived injured list. Wide receiver blank signed. Now, the hint from this article is the receiver who is added to the waived injured list is due $6.8 million in 2015. And the receiver who is signed has been on and off the bills about 47 times since this game. So I'm going I'm to guess that the receiver signed was Percy Harvin. That was a good guess, but that is incorrect. Oh. Was it Anquan Bolden? It was not Anquan. He was an off-season I just say things. I just say things. So it, no, just keep throwing out answers. You so, don't get penalized for no, negative answers. Yeah, so uh, the only other – you said w – w once you said the thing about on and off the bills again, the only other name that came to mind was Naaman Roosevelt. Oh, uh, yeah, he was on and off the bills as well, but he was before this. So I'm going to give the ultimate hint on this guy now. He is on the roster as of today. Is it Deontay Thompson? It's Deontay Thompson. He was first signed way back in 2014. He's actually wow. been off the team – on and off the team four different times since then. I need to tell these guys to shut up because that's the only name that came to my mind <laughs> right away. Okay. He is cleaning yeah, you up. Get it. Yeah, get it. Wait, I would not have guessed that Deontay Thompson was a bill back in 2014. Okay, so he was the one signed, and then you said yes. the other one was do a lot of money, and we and we. Yep, caught him anyway. Got him in Stevie Johnson. No. Good guess, but he was in offseason. Uh, they got rid of him in the offseason. This is, uh, I'm struggling to give a hint that's not going to give it away. Do you have a guess? There's some good stories about him no. being so late for the game that he was, like, running across highways to try and make it to then Ralph Wilson Stadium to be on time for the games, and eventually Mike he just Williams. ran out of it. Mike Williams. There we go. Oh, that's right. That crazy motherfucker oh. that went to the casinos rather than, oh, yeah. I didn't know he we were going to pay him a lot of money at some point. That's the part that gets me. We were. Thankfully, I think if they cut him, Tampa Bay was on the hook for pretty much all of it. And so they actually didn't have to pay him any money in the end. So they're like, you know what? This experiment is over. I had I had high hopes for him. I that You want to talk about an experiment that went terribly, terribly wrong, and I thought that maybe this one will work out? That was the one. It's literally every free agent we've ever signed at the wide receiver yeah, it, position other than, yeah. uh, what's his name, McKenzie. McKenzie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, far. Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman is like the median, pretty much. That's that's what you expect when the Bills sign a wide receiver, trade for one. Ooh, let's keep playing. Let's keep playing. All right, here we go. We got four more to go here. 2011. Uh, and you'll need to hit for this one. <laughs> Buffalo Bills rookie blank embracing his chance. Now I'm talking about a 2011 rookie, so you're going to need some extra hints, and I'll give two. One is Ryan Fitzpatrick's quote. He says he's definitely a huge asset in terms of the run game and what he can do with his blocking. Robert and he showed last week he's a viable option in the pass game. So this helps you with a position. And then the hilarious thing uh, to me is his one year to the date after this headline, he had arguably his most memorable moment is a bill. He scored a touchdown against the Rams, attempted a Lambo style leap, and no fans caught him. And he went crashing right into the stands. Oh I remember that. I can't remember who the player was. 
Well, it is, it is a white tight end cast, so it's right up your, your alley here. Thank you, thank you. This is one, one that could a be, he's now in his eighth year in the NFL. Not with the Bills anymore. Eighth year in the NFL, so we had a, a white tight end that we drafted in 2011. We established last week that 2009 we had Lee Evans, right? Because that was part yeah, of the Yeah, no, no, white right. tight end in 2011 that we drafted. Right. I also think he shares a name with a former Chicago Cubs closer from the 1980s, if memory serves. Mark Wallers. Mark Wallers. <laughs> not, not, not Mark Wallers. I, and I'm now very, I'm not trying to verify that this pitcher oh, is that pitch for the Cubs. Is it Lee yep. Smith? Lee Smith. Wow. Wow, Lars with the fucking 2011. I don't remember drafting Lee Smith. Okay, all right. I always forget I that he's, he's white. That's what I forget. <laughs> <laughs> he started, I think, with the Patriots were the ones who either drafted him or he was undrafted free agent. They caught him in training camp, and the Bills, again, are like, well, the pay is not good enough for the Patriots, but he's probably good enough for us. Wow. So they picked him up at some point during that season. Lee Smith. Okay, all right. Now, yep. had, had you said something about, like, a – 15-yard penalty, a brawl inciting play. I, I would have gotten to Lee Smith a lot faster. Oh, that's right. I forgot that was his other thing. I just remember his leap where he ended up on his butt because no one wanted to catch him. <laughs> All right, I mean, we got three you, to go. Would you, would you catch Lee Smith? I mean, <laughs> probably not. I would also say thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, he does weigh like 380 pounds for a tight end. That's, that's pretty heavy. All right, 2007, the Bills were going to beat the soon-to-be 1-15 Dolphins 38-17. The headline in the Washington Post was, Bills safety blank nursing two broken ribs. And my hint on this, while you gather your answers in your head, is that he was nursing two broken ribs after an intense six-play stretch in which he, won, grabbed a fumble in midair and ran it back for a touchdown. Then on the next play, saved a touchdown by tackling the receiver at the 12-yard line after a catch. And then two plays later, returned to kickoff and fractured two ribs and was out for the year. Out of was it Terrence McGee? No. McGee was a cornerback. Cornerback. Okay. So the uh, the the only I, I can think of three safeties on the roster that year, but only one of them consistently made plays, and that was George Wilson. It was oh, George Wilson. Old man Wilson. Nice. Nice. Huh? This, right, I'm good. literally a spectator at this. And point. for bonus points, I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to squirrel in on your game. Um, what was what was his nickname in the locker room? The senator. They're oh, nice. Yeah, I know they are. All right. I can't even know the people's real names. Yeah, I know the fucking nicknames. All right. I like it. I was going to say the statesman because I knew it was something like that. But yes, the senator makes more sense than the statesman. That's yeah. my DC <laughs> embeddedness talking. He wouldn't sh shut the f up. Yep. All right, these last two are going to be tough. Well, this this one will be tougher. I think the last one is doable, so we'll find out. We're going to go back to 2004 when we were all, I think, 15, yeah. except Suge was only in his 60s then. So, um, fair, fair, fair. All right. Uh, it's another white tight end, so here we go. Tight end I already blank. know the answer. Jamie Mersma <laughs> out of New Zealand, Michigan. Right. Reamer, yeah, it is not Reamersma who, when, by the way, when I was debating what degree of difficulty to put on these questions, I'm like, they're so knowledgeable. But then last week when Lars had asked what three Bills receivers caught four more passes in a game in September 09, and Reamersma was floated out when he left in 02. We have no I'm like, okay, I've got to, I've got to dumb some of these down and I'll make some of them real smart. Yeah, the, the, um, the two, early 2000s yeah, blend. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see how we do here, though. All right, so here's the hint on this. So it's a white tight end bumped into a starting role in 2004. My hint here is that he and his wife, Dawn, were cast members of the 2010 VH1 series Football Wives. 
podcast. This they, is all they you. Hey, look at me. I watched The Bachelorette, guys. That's really it. Wait, uh, when was uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick on the team? That was in the 10s, 10, right? 10 to 13. Right. 2004, they were working at the Bledsoe era. In fact, Bledsoe had a quote about this guy, but it was so totally not helpful, I didn't even write it down. So the, the only na- like, there are two white tight ends I can think of from that era. One is Campbell. And one is Newhouse, but I think Newhouse was just recently an answer on your... How the fuck do you remember this shit? So that's all I got. Well, I think here's the thing. You actually kind of have the correct answer, but you said Newhouse, which you're thinking of Marshall Newhouse from this year, but you have the first three letters right here, yeah, essentially. Yeah, well, it's, it's N-I-E-H-U-S, right? It's, it's like Neuf- Ryan Newfeld is the answer. Oh, so oh, you're right okay, on the right okay, track. Okay. Newfeld. Not Newhouse. Yeah, totally. Okay. I was I mean, right. Yeah, I was right. That's right. Yeah, I, I don't even right. feel yeah. bad about not knowing that shit. <laughs> All right. This one is, this one is, it's not, this is, this is defensive history right here. So this is a coach. This is not a, a player. So 2000, this is the last one. Bill's defensive coordinator blank, optimistic the Bill's defense can hold its own against the Colts. The spoiler alert here is that uh, they couldn't. The Colts scored 44 points. Is, so this, they, they, is this a name that's still relevant in the NFL today? I would say not today, but I would say it is a name that is relevant in Bill's history. He was a known defensive coordinator. This is not Dave Wanstead. He is now 71 years old. He last coached in the NFL in 2008 is the Chargers defensive coordinator. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. Who was our quarterback back then? Bloodsaw. Uh, no, 2000. Oh, 2000. Oh, yeah. Rob Johnson. 2000. This was, this was the, the Flutie Johnson year. Yeah. So, yeah. Boy, they I got, got roasted in this game by uh, Peyton Manning. All right. The, uh, I'll give you the first name. Let's see if we can do it then. Ted. Williams. Ted Williams. Yeah, Three he guess. was fucking great. Ted Williams was yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, was that, was that the era of that? Who was the really huge... Ted Washington? Was yeah. that the yeah. Ted Washington era? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I love that defense. Wait, Washington? Two big black dudes back there. Ted yeah. Washington and... The house? Sam oh, they had, had Pat, they, had Sam, they also had Pat Williams. Pat, Pat Williams. Right yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this has been fantastic, Paul. Thanks so much for joining us. I know it was a shitty game today, uh, but this has, made, this has made the Sunday a little more enjoyable for all of us. Hey, real quick, Paul. I, did uh, yeah. Josh Allen have a good game or a b- bad game? If you had to choose between the two. Oh, if I, oh, man, this is a bipolar choice here. No, bipolar I choice? Around. I changed it around. Fuck you. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to have to go with bad then. No, I'm sorry. no, no. Okay. Okay, but if the choice was bad game or not a good game, what would you have chosen? Oh, I would say not a good game. Yeah, yeah, was, you know, yeah but not okay, a bad you game. You can't turn over the ball three times. Thank you very much. All right, Paul, we're going to leave you sitting on that fence. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, check out Paul's podcast, Buffalo Bills, maybe next year. Paul, thank you so much. We look forward to listening to you this week. Thanks. <laughs> Pleasure, guys. All right. We'll talk soon, buddy. Uh, all right. All right. Bye. Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card. This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer. I was having the Founders Azaka. I really hope that that was the end of my Azaka that I just poured into that glass of Azaka. It's pretty good. Not too bad. Uh, I was having some Ninja versus Unicorn. Some interesting beer news for all of our Chicago listeners. Apparently, some of the larger, quote, microbrews, your pipeworks, your... um, your uh, half acres, your revolutions here locally, 
Uh, can't really scale it up for the smaller guys anymore, so we're going to be releasing some limited edition batches for your neighborhood bodega, as they call them in New York City. So be looking for that, uh, because quite honestly, now that Jewel Osco and Mariano's are in the beer selling game, the little guys can't compete. So the, uh, the local breweries are throwing them a bone, giving them something only they can sell, so be looking for that. Except for Bitter Pop, save everything. Uh, but... I want you guys to know that the Azaka is named after the Haitian god of agriculture. The Azaka hop has an intense tropical aroma with hints of citrus and mango. A touch of caramel malt gives a sweet backbone to support the righteous fruit character of this beer. And the only reason I mentioned that is because that's what I had too. But I do want to talk real quick. There's a new Enjoy By series. Everyone needs to know. Enjoy By 1-1-2019. It is a brute IPA. There's a new trend of brute IPAs, which are dry, dry IPAs with very little juice. Actually, no juice and no fruit. It's like the brute champagnes that uh, Cassie likes so much. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, get, go get you some uh, stone brute IPA. And also, um, there is a new porter that came out from Bells that's amazing. So, if that sounds terrible to you, Goose Island. Sorry, Goose Island. Uh, heed some of my advice. I'm not going to talk about what I drank today because I'm really not drinking a lot. I'm also going to go home. We got a growler yesterday from Ooh. Dovetail. Okay. So okay. if nobody, if you've never heard of Dovetail, um, it is a great local brewery up off of Irving Park. I think that's Ravenswood neighborhood maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a German style beer pub uh, brewery and they do everything in the German style Great beers. They're dunkel. I kept an order yesterday. I was like, can I get a dunkel? And they're like, yes, a dunkel. I'm like, okay, yeah, sorry. I'm screwing that up. Uh, but their dunkel is amazing. We got a growler of it. I'm going to go home, pour myself 16 ounces of their great dunkel. Um, but you guys should go and check it out. It's dog friendly as well. So you can bring uh-huh. your dog up there. They've got some, uh, usually some good pretzels and meats and sausages. I would totally recommend it if you want to go check it out. Dovetail Brewery. Uh, it's right next door to Beguile, so don't go to Beguile, but go to Dovetail. No, definitely go to Beguile, because that's where I am in the Growler of the Month Club. Go and to both. I mean, both and, of those yeah. guys are great. And it's, and it's where um, uh, a good friend of mine does weekly yoga. The uh, the yoga, like 20 bucks, you get uh, yoga and then a free beer afterwards. So uh, if you're looking for that on a Sunday morning, instead of watching these bills, have at it. Okay, so wild card for today. So... It's time to get back to reality, baby. Okay? These bills ain't good. They never have been good. There was a brief moment where we had some hope. And I remember uh, John Murphy at the beginning of the, today's game was like, this is the happiest 4-8 and eight team that's ever been. Yeah. Because we're so positive. But our team actually sucks, today, right? Like, today, let, let, Let's make it very clear that our team real. actually sucks. Well, let's and, uh, hold on. And the wait, thing that wait, made wait, it wait, wait, obvious, I, just, I just want to interject oh, yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we flew right past this when we made the point. Okay. We're talking about, like, our two most reliable receivers right now are Isaiah McKenzie mm-hmm. and Robert Foster. Mm-hmm. And I turned to you and I said, imagine what's going to happen. Because Isaiah McKenzie made a good play, and I turned to you and I said, imagine what happens when we actually have some talented guys out there. And you were like, oh, what are you talking about? I was like, what do you mean, what am I talking about? We just got this guy off a practice squad in week 14. These guys aren't good. We He's don't have a good. good team. McKenzie's going to be good. Uh, he'll be good in the role that he needs to play, but we can't be relying on. Mc- we're gonna release uh, McKenzie, McKenzie, and fucking the Patriots are gonna sign him, and he's gonna be like a world-round receiver. Okay, but anyways, the point is that 
it's time to recognize shit for what it is. Stuff always comes back to the center. I hope that happens. It's happening right now to the Sabres. Yeah, like the Sabres, right? We all fell back to reality. Last week, Wyatt Teller fell back to reality. This week, Josh Allen fell back oh, to reality. Oh, stop it. That's not true. He fell back to reality. There's nothing wrong with that. So it all kind of like, all right, so yeah, fine, 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 fine. Yes, we still suck. But there's some positive things. It's not all bad, right? But we all. So when's the last time you guys were just flying so fucking high and then something happened that slapped you in the nuts to the or in the hoodie? Uh, that made you just like, oh, okay, yeah. Now, there's reality. Thank you, reality. I'll go first. Uh, and, and hello once again, Mrs. Day. So uh, I work, uh, we've talked about this before. You said nuts uh, and hootie. For a very, very large transnational retailer. One might call him the world's largest company. I work in an agency that represents him. And, and thus far, for the last couple weeks, uh, on the on the social engagement crisis side of things, it's been pretty quiet. Holidays have been good to you guys. Holidays were okay. The website crashed just as Black Friday deals rolled out, oh, and we God. were dealing with that till one in the morning the night before Thanksgiving, then all during Thanksgiving. That's that's kind of a blip on the radar. Things have been going fine. This morning, however, <laughs> I awake to uh, a. Uh, video that was posted on social media out of the great state of Mississippi. Young man from Los Angeles, California down there trying to set up a business, uh, trying to franchise his business in that area. Um, in a store, in an altercation, video on Twitter with a, uh, oh, with a family of uh, white descent and Prior to him hitting record on the video, he alleges that one of the members of the family had referred to him by the N-word. And then, sure enough, 30 seconds into the video, after he said, well, why'd you say it? You said it over and over. Why'd you say it? You can hear very clearly somebody in the back where, that's because you are up. And hard R following that, and then, boom, right back down to earth we came. It's been a fun week with not a lot going on, and it was a pretty busy morning. Because things like that happen. It, people just suck sometimes. When you have several thousand locations and over a million employees nationwide, and you think, hey, maybe maybe humanity's t- uh, taking a turn for the better here. Because you know, if there's any yardstick for humanity, it's what's happening in our stores. And then something like that happens, and you're like, well, here we are, right back where we thought we were. I just came to the realization that I have no idea what Lars does for a living. I don't know who he works for. Oh, good. Lord. Let's keep it that okay, way. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep it that way. Cassie, your turn. Um, so I I would actually call myself like fairly athletic <laughs> as a human. Like I'm not like great at anything, but I can usually hold my own. Um, and so anytime that I get on the driving range, right? I am just like hitting the ball, it goes straight, it goes in the air, it looks pretty good. I get out, you know, start with my irons, move to my driver, like, hey, this isn't bad. I think, feel like the ball is going pretty far. And then I step on the actual golf course. This week in, in Tales from the Bourgeoisie. <laughs> and I come back to reality. And I don't was play. This, was this a golf course in Rome? No. During your four-day trip to Rome? No. I Usually in Florida. Oh, was this, I, this was a golf course. Oh, Florida. Florida. Oh, not, not on a ski trip. This no. Was no. Okay, okay. When we go to Florida, I usually play golf. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I suck. 
But every time I get on the driving range, I'm like, oh, that's going to be great this time. It's going to be great. Like, look at it. I'm warmed up. I'm ready to go. And then I, like, think that I'm going to play well, and I just suck. Like, I just need to just understand that I am not good at the sport, and I need, like, 20 years of practice so that when I get to be 60 years old, maybe I'll be able to play. Cassie, I have reached a point in my life and in my golf game. I've been playing golf for 29 years. Um, Golf for me exists in my life to humble me before the gods yeah yeah like that's why i play golf just to keep me in check yeah that that is that is why the sport exists it's terrible and my husband's so good and his my mother-in-law is like ridiculously good and i just plain suck and i don't like to do things that i suck at so it's it's futile yeah like i said golf will uh yeah yep from now on, whenever I don't remember a Bills player's name, I w- want you guys to remember this moment that I shared with you because uh, it's a, a large source of personal embarrassment, and I'm doing it just for the entertainment value for this pod. So there's no more yelling at me about the bad things that I do wrong. Because um, so I went on this low-carb, low no-carb diet, yes. right? So that involves like, okay, great. So, But you can eat wings. You can eat higher quantities of fat than you normally would. Um, and so, you know, went on this, was feeling pretty good about myself. You know, got got a new pair of clothes, you know, like was 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 trimming down. I couldn't fit in my old stuff. And then at some point, one weekend, I was like, eh, I, I mean, this is this. I'm not eating carbs, but I'm just going to eat a bunch of wings. And and then I had like the inside of a cheesesteak and I ate a bunch of fat. Right. I was feeling great. We went out and then you had out. a heart attack. And then I shit myself, Lars. Oh, oh, okay. Because yeah. you can't have that much fat in your diet and not expect that oily shit to come out. You can't hold that stuff, wow. man. That is a natural lubricant. I was out, and I thought it was gas. It wasn't gas. And I shit my oily ass all over my underwear, so I ran into the fucking bathroom. And you can't come back from that, man. You can't come back. I was so happy it didn't get to the actual pants. But my underwear was soiled, and it was oiled, and it was bad. And so I took it out. I had to. But then I'm like, what do I do with the fucking underwear? Because you can't just put a shitty-ass underwear. Where were you? I was out at somewhere. At work. I don't, oh, no, no, you were no, I wasn't at work. No, I was out in public. I think I was at a bar. And I think that made it worse because I was drinking, which, like, fucks you up, too. And so... I So did you come back from the bathroom and everybody's like, hey, how's it going? You're like, fine, everything's fine, nothing's nothing's wrong. I took my underwear off. Stay away from the garbage can. I took my underwear off and I I put it in my pocket and then I went outside and I put it into a public garbage can. You gotta go out and have a smoke, everybody. What? You don't smoke? So, Cassie, so no matter kill, how good you're, you're feeling kill about Cassie. the weight, you realize you're gonna kill Cassie. No, about. no matter how good you feel about that, when you shit your pants out in public. It's not good. It's not good. Folks, that's... I, that's I, I just didn't know where that was going to go. And then all of a sudden it went whoop, wide left right there. Uh, and this is why we do the wild card, to lay our to lay ourselves bare before you. I was bare. I had to take my underwear off. The Bills and Beers listeners. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for joining us week in and week oh, out. Oh, my wife's going to divorce me. I'm sure that at this point we're probably not going to have a lot of people because everybody's going to be pissed off about this game, let's be honest. Uh, but we got another one. They listen, they got that gem. So there yeah, you go. They, yeah, there we go. Uh, but, you know, there's there's a good 500 of you out there. 
thanks so much for being here. Uh, thanks again for Paul for being here doing a dynamite job yeah. on this day in Bill's headlines. We actually should make a song for him or an we, intro. Uh, yeah, shit, I gotta come up with something. That's true. Uh, but until next time, we got a game coming up. Find us online. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Twitter, all of the aforementioned. Just like Paul said, but there, guys, you can find us online. Uh, Google search Bill's podcast. We'll come up first. They'll come up second or third. Uh, and and do listen to their podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, you'll like them too. I think we're at home again next week against the Lions. Yeah, Lions. Yeah. Uh, who cares? Uh, so until then, go Bills. Make me wanna I want an opinion without anybody saying anything. Did Josh Allen have a bad game? Did Josh Allen have a bad game? No. Fuck you, Jeff. All right, Jeff. All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. <laughs> Damn it. Now the only person that can agree with me is fucking Bill. <laughs> well, that's how you know you got to start second guessing. I know, guessing that's, I'm definitely, definitely second guessing myself now.